0: This podcast is sponsored by PICC, Florida's leading public adjusters for 22 years of handling residential commercial claims in Florida. Dealing with an insurance company when having a property loss can be discouraging. Let PICC encourage you and maximize your compensation. Please call us at 305-956-3666.
1: Good morning. Today's class is the Unishmayer Yachma Adiyanam Gidai in for Shlomo, of Shlomo Yaminov, Daniel Ben Sara, Eli Shemar Marguli, Bashi For Leah, Miriam Tuvia Ben Chai, Successor Yonash Shmuel, Eli Shemar Nevaka, The Open Eli Shemar, Eminent Eli Shemar, Reina Malkov Tavbasha, and mm-hmm. Shemar Bat Eli Shemar, also Leunis Shmat, uh, also somebody sponsored Leunis Shmat, Yochmil Dina Begdalia, for all the classes, also in successive Li Li Mor Bar Devora, Yaal Bar Devora, Etan Bar Devoram, and God willing, mm-hmm. the Shabbaton is March 10th and March 11th. Surf said it is 100 percent sold out. So, but there will be an event afterwards on Saturday night at the Sagamore Hotel, uh, run by Steve Eisenberg. The March 21st and 22nd uh, event in LA. The first one is for uh, everybody, and the second one is strictly for singles. Today, please share and rate the podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of having Rebbe Kramer. Rebbe Kramer was with me the whole weekend. We had a hell of a weekend. Hell of a weekend. Heaven of a weekend. Uh, and uh, we want to just basically today, we want to talk a little bit about a couple of things. We're to have a podcast with him. Uh, Rabbi Kramer is the founder of org. By the way, the organization does need money. org. so if anybody has money, um, the reason why the, the benefits of giving to org are so beneficial, obviously, because not only are you are you giving um, to this organization, but every single book that people's lives change. It's, 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 it's something, one thing is you give it to an organization, that's it, but this actually you're getting, you're getting tremendous amounts of residuals. So if you're into the residual business, restlove.org, all of the books that we, we talk about, Advice, Crossing the Narrow Bridge, Lakute Moran, his new, his new book that just came out, Lakute Halakhas in English, which is a f- magnum opus, and all of us strongly recommend whatever you can. Eighteen twenty-six dollars, but give a little bit more. It's a phenomenal organization. Specifically, um, that his whole books are about increasing consciousness and killing a malik, killing the doubt, and killing the pessimism, etc. So Rabbi, welcome. Welcome to our podcast.
0: Thank you. Thank you for the invitation.
1: So we're going to talk about Rabbi. Obviously, we're in, we're in the month of Adar. We'll talk a little bit about Purim. Um, tell me, tell me, Rabbi Nachman's insight on in Purim. What are, what are which we which we look for? What should we pray for?
0: Can I take time for this?
1: You can take whatever you want, Rabbi. Okay.
0: <laughs> Lesson fifty-six in the first part, the Kuti Maran. Rabbi Nachman starts off that every person has authority. The question is, over whom do you extend that authority and what you do while you're extending that authority? In other words, you can uh, tell people to do something, but is it beneficial for them or not? You know, anyone can tell somebody else what to do, but is it beneficial for the person or not? So Rabbi Nachman is explaining there that you have to be able to be a free person, a ben Chorin, somebody who's absolutely free, so that he's not subjected to his own personal whims while he's exerting his authority. An example is Mordechai from the Megillah, right? Mordechai, the word itself, this is a Gemara. The Gemara says that Mordechai is more, a master, a leader. Dachai, Dachai in Aramaic means pure, free. Mordechai, that's how the Targum on the Post explains it. Mordechai, free. That Mordechai was an independent person. There was Ahasuerus, who was king. He was the king. He could decree whatever he wants. But Mordechai was an independent person. He wasn't dependent on Ahasuerus, right? Imagine you have Joe Biden is supposed to be the president of the United States, right? And uh, he says something, you're supposed to listen, whatever the case is. And there are a lot of people that don't listen, right? In those days, a king, when he said something, you had to listen. If you didn't listen, off with your head, right? Mordechai did not take Ahasuerus into account. Mordechai was a free, independent Mm -hmm. person who believed in Hashem, who knew that as a Jew, I have to do X, Y, Z, and I have to be able to stand... By my principles, any person that can stand by their principles—you're not goaded, or you're not enticed by uh, extra money, you're not enticed by uh, love, you're not enticed by uh, authorities who's trying to—you're a free, independent person. That's the first step of Purim, to learn how to be a free person. What does that mean? That you're in sync with Hashem. That whatever you're doing, you have connection to Hashem. Rabbi Nachman continues the lesson and he says that, understand, there are things that are, uh, we we have to use our authority to help others, guide them on the right path and, and not let them go off to the wrong path. You have to be able to watch that. Be careful with that. And uh, if you don't, then you're responsible for what the other guy did. If you don't teach the people who are supposed to listen to you, your family. You have a family. You're supposed to be able to teach them how to serve Hashem. And if you don't teach them that, so that you get held responsible for whatever they do wrong. Right? Not a very happy situation, right? How can you do that? Well, here's here's the trick. And, and this is an amazing thing. Rebbe Nachman says you have to call the Torah. You have to bring the Torah into your life. How is that? The Torah is made up of Parshayot, like this week is parshat Tetzaveh, Tetzaveh, you have the parashah, you have uh, small passages where you have a few pesukim and then there's a break in the Torah itself. You have verses, you have words, you have letters. Right? You start with letters, you make a word out of it, then you make a sentence, then go on and so on and so forth. This Rabbi Nachman teaches is the way you take a tzimtzum, a constriction of the light of Hashem, and you break it down to your level. Right? So that every letter of Torah speaks to you. Not always. I don't always see it. It's hidden from me sometimes. Many times it's hidden. But whatever it is, the Torah is there containing a a portion of my soul. Okay? Why is that? Because there are 600,000 letters in the Torah, and there are 600,000 source, root souls of the Jewish nation. Okay? So that each person, each and every individual, his root soul goes back opposite a certain letter in the Torah so he's always connected to Torah, but we don't see it. I'm going to go off base for a minute. In lesson fourteen in the Kute Maran, Rabbi Nachman brings the same idea that there are souls, right? Six hundred thousand souls, six hundred thousand letters, and whatnot. He brings a phenomenal teaching. It's just uh, I've, uh, I've I've seen this already, thank God, for sixty years. And as long as I've seen it, I still get amazed by it. What happens? He says, if you study Torah, studying one word, you're studying one letter, you're looking at it. And that letter is now aroused in heaven because that's where the Torah was given from. And that letter now... Since it's aroused and illuminated by my study, whoever I am, it doesn't matter who I am, I'm, I'm a Jew. I study Torah, I arouse that letter on high. That letter now arouses the soul and illuminates the soul of the corresponding soul for that letter, right? And then it brings illumination to the souls of the person. So if you think about it, it comes out that. You could be sitting here in South Florida at the moment, right? You're studying Torah, but you could be arousing on high the letter Hay or the letter Gimel or whatever letter it may be. And that letter somehow has souls that are connected to it in Alaska, in Afghanistan, in Australia, South Africa, Argentina, or anywhere else in the world, in Europe, you need to have a continent called Europe too, right? So whatever, point is that your study of Torah arouses your letter, and your letter arouses all the other souls that are beneath you. And that's what Rabbi Nachman is saying in Lesson 56, that you have the power by Torah study to arouse all those souls. I mean, you don't know who they are. How do you know who these souls are? Which country they're from, which uh, neighborhood they're from. They could be next door to you. They could be 5,000 miles away. No, it doesn't matter. You have to do your study. What is the great value of this study? Because Hashem is not revealed to us. He's there. He's available. Anybody and everybody could attach themselves to Hashem. But where is He? Who is He? What is Hashem all about? Right? So Rabbi Nachman calls this, if a person sins, Hashem is with him, if a person sins, then Hashem becomes hidden from him. If Hashem is hidden from him, how is he going to find him? Right? Still, the person, because he's somehow still connected, he he realizes he committed a sin, he realizes he did something wrong, so as much as Hashem is hidden from him, he's not completely hidden. That case, he can still find Hashem. But what do you do? Rabbi Nachman then calls it HaStorah, Shabbatok HaStorah. A hiddenness within the hiddenness. Right? There's a famous song now going around in Jewish circles. Anyone know that song? Yes. Yeah? Okay. It's from this lesson. The words are in this lesson Hashem is still there. But how do we find Him? How could we find Hashem? when we don't even know that he's hidden. And you have proof. You have billions of people around the world, they speak about God, but they speak about him. But does it mean anything to them? Does it mean anything, right? It's hidden. He's right in front of your eyes, but he's completely, totally hidden to the point that you don't even know. You can talk about him and think you have God and, th- and you have nothing. Right? This is the worst kind of life that a person could find himself in. We don't know where Hashem is. Where are you? Hashem? Aye, where are you? Where 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 are you? How can I connect? <laughs> Rabbi Nachman explains that the Torah is what calls out to a person. The letter that I am connected to, on high, right? I may not be studying it right now. I may be distant from it. But that letter is always calling out to me. It's always calling to me, come back to your root. Come back to Hashem. Come back. Come back. That hiddenness is there. This is what took place in Shushan, in Purim, Purim time, right? What happened was that there was this fellow named Homan who had uh, incredible ga'ava, incredible arrogance and haughtiness. He thought he was top of the the world. And what he tried to do is to conceal Hashem from the Jewish people, to conceal him. Mordechai was independent. He wasn't attached to what goes on around him in the world. He wasn't attached to see what this person is doing, what that person is doing. We're not clones, right? We are not clones. We're individuals, and we have the ability to be a free agent, to do whatever it is that I want to do. So Mordechai stood there opposite Haman didn't matter, Achashverosh, Homan, the uh, Gemara says that they both hated the Jews equally. Homan looks like the real bad guy, you know, I'm going to wipe him out and whatnot, but Achashverosh gave him permission. He said, go ahead. (laughs) Right? The Gemara uses a beautiful mashal, a beautiful parable. It says, one person has a big pile of dirt in his yard. So tall pile, he doesn't know what to do with it. His neighbor has a big pit in his uh, yard. He doesn't know how to fill it. So they get together, the two neighbors. I'll tell you what: you can have my dirt, mm. and you can fill my pit, and you can fill your pit. Right? That was Ahash Achashverosh looked at the Jews that they're a big pile, mm. and, Ach- and Haman looked at them that they're a pit. Very deep pit. The commentaries explain very beautiful muscle. Haman hated the Jews, right? They had a Shabbat now, uh, the hate, Shabbat of hate, whatever. Hate, hate, hate. You hate everybody. You, uh, You can't stand them. They're the worst thing in the world, like vermin, whatever. That was Haman. Haman looked at the Jews that way. Achashverish hated the Jews but from a different angle. He saw them as a tall pile, something very great, but he was very jealous of them. And therefore, he didn't want them. So get rid of them, because they're too great for me. I can't stand them. And you have to understand, that's the way the world works today, right? There are Goyim who hate us, Iran, stuff like that. And you have other Goyim who uh, look up to us, but whatever. Anyway, Mordechai understood the power of Torah. He understood the greatness of Torah. And he understood that with the Torah, we could reveal everything. So we're going to take now a verse that Rabbi Nachman quotes in that lesson. And it says like this, Every day, Mordechai mitalech." he used to walk in front of the yard by the woman's home, Lodat et Shlom Esther, in order to know the peace. Whatever was happening with Esther, because she was in that house, right? Uma and what could be done with her? Rabbi Nachman explains it this way: Yom, Yom, every day is a different symptom. Every day is a different constriction, right? The Torah is made of constrictions. And it's the same Torah, what you have today, but if you study it tomorrow, you're going to see something different in it. Because it's a different constriction for the day. The Torah presents itself as something very different. So, Mordechai, every day, in other words, he took advantage of every moment He's a free agent. He can do what he wants. So he took advantage. Mordechai walked in front of the... Thank you. In front of the Chatzar bayit. Chatzar is a yard outside. And Bayet is a house. The inside. This is what goes on outside the person. What goes on inside the person. Mordechai was able to bring the Torah into that tzimtzum, into that area, in order to illumine that level in order to know what is happening with Esther. What's mm. Esther? Wow. Esther is from the word hastarah, hiddenness, hiddenness right? It's, that's why it's called, by the way, Megilat Esther. Megillah is like from the word, the Galot, to reveal. Esther is what is hidden. The whole story of the Megillah is made to reveal that which is hidden. Which is that hidden? Hashem. Right? So Mordechai would check every day the Da'at, to bring Da'at, consciousness, into Esther, into whatever part of the world Hashem is hidden, in order to know what He can lumen her, in order to be able, Uma ye Ma is the Torah, is called mohe idut. Torah is what is this uh, testimony, right? Ma Yeh we can make it, we can make it happen. That is the power of Purim, to be able to take the hiddenness that which is, uh, we don't know, we don't understand. There are a lot of things taking place in the world, and we don't know where we're going with it, right? And what's taking place, there's a war now with Ukraine and Russia. Can anyone make sense and tell me what the purpose of that war is, <laughs> right? Can you, right? You can't. And it's the same with so many other things that are happening in the world. And And, and this is what goes on. So we have to understand, Mordechai is the tzaddik. Mordechai is the great tzaddik, the great rebbe, the great teacher of Am Yisrael, who's able to pinpoint your little letter of Torah, your connection. We don't know which letter it is, but you have a connection. And he's able to tell you and take you and put you in a position where you know you do have some connection to Torah. You do have it. And you can make it happen. But the thing is, Rabbi Nachman continues in the lesson that uh, this great revelation in the Kabbalah, uh, they're familiar with... uh, Sure. Yeah. So we know there's malchut, which is the authority of a person. The confidence. Huh? Confidence. The confidence, the authority, whatever. Then you have a level above it called Ze'ed Anpin, the uh, diminished countenance. In other words, it's there, it helps you. It's really Hashem who's making himself available if you take a hold of your malchut and you turn it to Hashem.
1: Would, would you say Zerampin is your emotional connection, your emotional, the seventh sphere your 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 attributes?
0: Yeah, you can say that. Yeah, it's your arms, so, your okay, legs, so your whole so, your whole being. So,
1: right. The practicality is a person has his 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 confidence, his, his kingship, but he has to develop. He, it has, in, to develop he has to develop, develop. it emotionally. Yeah. The emotions also, are are preventing him from developing that, the kingship. I just wanted to
0: try yeah. to make it so people understand what that is. <laughs> right. Well, we can go higher now because then above Zerampin there's Bina, which is the heart, which is the seat of emotion. Right. And above that is Chochma, which is the mind of a person which is supposed to control the heart. It's supposed to. Right? And then above that is a level called Orchampin, exp- expanded consciousness or Expanded Countenance, and Atik the Keter, that's the crown of everything, right? We are living in a world where everything is hidden, right? Everything is, I was once in Disneyland in California, and uh, I took my nieces there. That was my excuse for me to be able to see it. Anyway, whatever the case is, as we get to it, There's a sign outside. The sign said, you are entering a world of (laughs) make-believe. Right? That's what it said. I stood stock still at the sign, and I said, that's an incredible sign, but it should be turned around so that when you exit Disney, you're entering a world of make-believe. Because everybody in this world makes believe of what they are, what they're doing, and all that. I found that phenomenal, right? This is a world of make-believe, right? And because it's so make-believe, it is so hidden, only the greatest light, the light of the Keter, is what's able to illumine this world. So that if a person, understand this, because this is phenomenal, if a person gets an illumination, Hashem exists, Hashem is there for me, I can relate to Hashem? Where did you get that illumination from? From the Keter. From the highest level possible. Follow? You know how great, just say Hashem. If I say Hashem Echad, I'm getting an illumination from Keter.
1: So so Rabbi, again, I'm just trying to bring this practicality to to our listeners. So basically... A person can get that through surrendering. When he gets to a place of surrender, a place of seeing everything as yeah. one, that's how he allows the light in.
0: Yeah. Okay. Because a person is uh, 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 giving him over, giving himself over to Hashem. Right. right. I surrender to Hashem. I give over to Hashem, <laughs> and that's what allows a person to recognize, but. Understand, you're not just getting a small, a diminished countenance level or a binah, an understanding level of Hashem. You're getting an illumination from the highest level that lights up this world. I, just
1: want, I want to give an example of what happened to me this morning. Which is, you, it triggered actually something. So so, sometimes, I, I woke up this morning, on a, on a Monday morning with a lot of heaviness. A lot of heaviness and i was going through you know i'm going through a situation and and i and i and every single time usually when i my hisbodidut is usually a, is like a massage it's getting to the right once i get to the right point of why i'm why that's happening there's like a release of negative energy and i and i get my <coughs> mind is clear so the same thing when i was this morning i i surrendered and i recognized the the reason why i was why i was that situation was not, because I was bothered by the situation. I'm like, how can I surrender if I'm bothered at the same time? So the big big, big light came from above. I said, you know what? If you want me to go through the situation, I also want to go through the situation. If you don't want me to go through this, I won't go. But I'm not going to be bothered by it anymore. And as soon as I said, I'm not going to be bothered by the situation anymore, it was like a release of... Uh, it was like a blockage Bottle that within. was just completely released in a second. It was a, it was a, an energy of, uh, I had an energy of like, um, like goosebumps, and then all of a sudden the energy left. And I said, "Why? Wow, you know what? That that's the whole key. Is is we're not we're, we're the fact that we're bothered doesn't allow you to allow the surrender in. So this is why it's right. But we're all practically we're all we all feel stuck somewhere. But a lot of it's causing because we're bothered that we're stuck. If we just said this is what you want at this moment, and that was, that to me was was I, I'm so so happy that I had to I had that blockage in order to release it because then you know for the future hey what do I need to
0: do for the future? Moy is es- letting the light in. In my experience, a lot of times uh, I'm, I have this problem, I have that problem. Thank God, uh, I'm, I'm nearing seventy-eight. And uh, there are physical things that happen. The handicaps and whatnot, they slow you down. That's not like when I was 42. You know, uh, a, I see the difference. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I say, you know, Hashem, whatever you want, I want. That's what I say. This is what you want. Make sure that that's what I want. Let me be in tune with you. Let me be in sync with you. That's why a lot of times my hispoy to is this. Hashem, make me what you want me to be, right? Let me be that way. Let me accept. Let me understand. Let me do the best I can, whatever you, you give me. So anyway, that's the light that shines down in this world. You can get it. Rabbi Nachman says, there's a malchus, malchus meaning the authority that we are supposed to have, but opposite every kind of uh, sanctified authority, there is a different type of authority. It's the authority of the other side, the authority of the Satan. Mm -hmm. And that he explains, that's what Homon and Amalek are all about.
1: Right. You're referring to the satan you're referring to here as the ego. Would you refer to the ego also? You
0: could you could say it's ego, you could say it's anger, you could say it's uh, any one of the okay. uh, of the evil attributes. A human uh, takes I mean, it's a person
1: wanting to do good, but he has resistance wanting to do good. He has uh, uh, the comes uh, from his ego or his yetahara or his the satan
0: Yeah. No, a person has that. That's called the or <laughs> No, I just want right? to clarify
1: for, for people to yeah, understand.
0: Yeah, yeah, fine. No, no problem.
1: So when we say the word ego and Satan, it's like a whole, you
0: know, <laughs> mentally, my ego's
1: preventing me from doing this, the so Satan's preventing me from doing this.
0: Right. So it's, 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 it's Nachman uses in other lessons, he uses the words, I rule. I, I rule, I control. I'm the one who says what's happening. I'm the one who says this is the way I want it person gets angry. Why did he get angry? Because something went against his will, right? But if you realize that Hashem caused that to happen, right, then you can control your anger. You control your anger, actually it brings you wealth. Controlling anger brings wealth. And that's what Rabbi Nachum brings in this lesson, fifty six. He says there's a malchut, a, an authority of the other side. It just prevents me always from recognizing that Hashem is hidden. Hmm. It prevents me from being able to connect to Hashem on whichever level I'm I at. You know, every person's on a different level. And it prevents me. Who is that? That is Haman. What does Haman do? Haman... There's a verse he quotes from Kohelet, from Ecclesiastes. He says, "To a person was given the idea to gather, to take in. I got it. I gotta have it. I have to have it. I have to gather this. This has. To, I need this. I want this. Whatever the case is, that." is human That's what the major says mm. major says the one who wants to gather and take in there's nothing wrong with having it. there's nothing wrong that if you have the money to pay for something you want to buy it go ahead and buy it right but that i have to have it i must have this right i had a friend of mine once who uh, he owned a Porsche car It was a small car, two-seater, right? Stick shift, right? A Porsche that, you know, you can really be proud of. And he said to me, I always wanted a Porsche, so I bought it. I don't know what I'm doing with it. I don't know what I'm doing with it. That's what he said. He says, what I need it for, right? The, The gathering, it's the desire the Hada Hara that comes in and tells us, "I want, I must have." I'm, think about it. Maybe you need it, and if you need it, you'll get it, right? If you need it, you will get it eventually, right? It may not be right away. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe a few weeks. Whatever. You'll get what you need, and you're allowed to want something. You're allowed to want something that's uh, it's it's comfortable. It's a luxury. You're allowed to want. Why not? Right? But, is that where your energies go? In the right. wanting? That's where the, the Haman comes in. That's where the miracle of Purim come in. How did it come in? If you read the Megillah, the very beginning of the Megillah starts off, Ahasuerus was a big king. After three years that he was a king. (coughs) He made a big party for his whole kingdom, right? And Mordechai told the Jews, stay away. Keep clear of Ahasuerus and his meal, right? They couldn't do it. They wanted, they wanted to join the environment. You want to, you live in a society, you don't want to feel different than the society. You don't want to feel you're out of place or whatnot. So they figured they're going to join and be part of the, of the, of the feast. Right? The Gemara says, why were the Jews punished with this decree of homun? To wipe out completely the nation, the complete nation? Why? All right?" Gemara says because they bowed down to an idol in the days of Nuchvuch which was like 60 years before that. They bowed down to it, which means they weren't independent, which means they didn't exercise their free will. Mm. And they joined, well, everyone else is doing it. I'm also going to bow down. And they're also because they enjoyed Ahas feast. They indulge in Achashverus' feast. Right? These are the two reasons the Gemara says that the Jews had to suffer the decree of Homer. So you want to annihilate yourself, give in to all your desires, <laughs> get rid of your own Avodah yeah. right? Just accept the other guy's Avodah or accept the other guy's indulgence. That's how it starts, right? Mm-hmm. And it goes from one level to the next, from one person to the next, and it spreads. And we see today the assimilation rate that's happening here in the, in the States, and it's all over the world, really. All over the world. I mean, I, I, it blows my mind to know that in Israel we have Jewish girls marrying Arab boys. It, it happens. It's Many times it's it happened. God forbid, Hashem should save us. But it happens all over the world, assimilation. It's nothing new, right? So what we have to learn is that Haman is there to make us part of the environment. If we get involved with the environment, of course the environment hides Hashem. Hashem becomes hidden. There's no more hope. How, how can you expect to find Hashem? If he's so hidden from you, you don't even know that he's hidden. Right. right. And the way out of it is to attach yourself to the Tzaddik, to study the Torah that the Tzaddik is teaching. And if we study that Torah, we'll become uh, able to identify ourselves who we really are. I am really a Jew. Right? The Torah speaks to me. And I can't come close to Hashem. I can't find Hashem in anything and everything that happens to me. All you got to do is like G'dayi says all the time, surrender. Give yourself over to Hashem. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, doesn't matter.
1: Sometimes people feel because they've done stuff and they they feel shame and guilt to, to connect back to the Torah. And that's something that they have to get rid of. You know, whatever you did, you did. But what's going to get you back is the Torah. I'm not, don't get rid of the shame and the guilt that I did this. This is all in our head. I mean, this is exactly so, the so word. Listen thing.
0: to what Reb Nossin says. Yeah. Reb Nossin was Rabbi Nachman's greatest student. This is just so awesome. There's a Gemara that says, and we say it out Kippur in the Kaparot. If a person has... 999 angels of, uh, of uh, how do you say it, uh, Malachi Chabola, the destroying, destructive angels that are fighting him. And he has one angel that's fighting for him, right? That one angel could help him it could help save his life. That one little angel against nine hundred and ninety nine other guys, he can do it. Grabnosin says, imagine that. The guy is so evil, he has nine hundred and ninety nine, he has one tenth of one percent ability to find out who he really is and to repent. Only one tenth of one percent. Not very that. huge number, right? He says, why is that? He says, that itself, because he had done such evil, because he became so evil, he says, what do you want from the guy? What do you want from the guy? Right. He has all that evil in him. How can you expect anything good from him? Wow! And that is the one point, because you can't expect that's the one point that saves the person. Wow, amazing! His salvation, isn't yeah. that amazing? Wow, right? So, so this so really despair, the the despair
1: is. is nothing but an illusion. That's what his Reb Nachman. The, Nachman's main thing was despair is nothing but an illusion. It's, it's illusion. just an illusion. Wow, beautiful. well, he has
0: yeah. less than twenty-five. He talks about the kocham yeah. the imagination. Exactly, right? He says, "Why is it? Why is a person subject to his imagination?" We're called Adam, right? B'nai Adam, we're called Adam. And where was man created from? The earth. Adama, right? Why is he called Adam? Because he was created from the earth, Adama. The word Adama is similar in Hebrew to the word Adame, I imagine. Wow. Right? The earth, the physicality of the earth, gives us our imagination. Mm -hmm. And we think this, we think we can do that, we can do this, we can do that, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So we gotta learn to overcome it.
1: Amazing, amazing. The rabbi, thank you so much. Pleasure. Again, um, the rabbi has written over, it's published over 60 books in English, and Hebrew, in English. Spanish and Spanish and all kinds of languages and all of all you should know that every single one of us who, who's in this podcast has benefited from Rabbi Kramer's books his translation in English is one of the best you, you're going to see so if you guys are interested in buying books again breastlove.org all the books are there they're in, they're in English amazingly written very clear and whoever wants to uh, definitely want to support the organization the rabbi shouldn't have to travel at 77 years old into America and, and Mexico to collect money at this age. So let's, let's try to make it a little easier on him. And let Hashem all help out and generously from our hearts. Have a great day.
0: If, if I reach 78, it's three times the name of Hashem. 26 times three yeah. is 78. And you're going to reach 120. So if I meet you, it'll be oh, good. You're going to reach 120. I can, I can maybe find Hashem. Oh, maybe, maybe after all these years I can find a ship.